come up and see what y'all are doing. Uh, we want to help people. We want to meet people's needs with the gospel. We want to meet people's needs. There's nothing I can do for anybody. But if I can find out how to get people to him, then we can find some help. And I just wanted to come and, uh, boy, what a wonderful work God's doing here. And what a privilege it is to come and to get to see what God's doing. Wasn't that a blessing those young people? Man, I tell you what, that just, uh, bless the Lord. Amen. What a job. You can go in 50 Baptist churches in America tonight and not find young people in any of them because it's boring them to death. They think God's boring. They think God's outdated. They think God's old. They think God's irrelevant to what's going on in their life. I'm glad that there's a place on the side of the road in Alabama that's teaching young people that God's not dead. He's still alive. Well, what a blessing. I tell you, thank God for that. I didn't, I didn't come to preach uh, but I'll, I'll do my best just to be a blessing to you. If you'll take your Bible and turn to Psalm 32 uh, with me, Psalm chapter number 32 and uh, verse number 1. I'll read a couple of verses. I'll be brief. I heard that Alabama's playing Colorado. Stand with me. And uh, so i got to be quick. Somebody threatened me out in the foyer. And uh, <clears throat> Amen. I think Alabama and Georgia's the most serious about the football, so... We'll, uh, we'll be real brief. Amen. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Psalm 32. <clears throat> Sound like a little bitterness in a Gator fan. I'm just, I... <laughs> the Gamecocks are sitting at home watching all of us. I can't say nothing. <laughs> Psalm 32, 1. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. You could also say happy or blessed. It's a, it's a blessed man who knows where his sin is. Amen. Verse number 2. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into drought of summer. Selah, have you ever been heavy over your sin? Verse number 5, I acknowledged my sin. There you go. Unto thee and not to my neighbor, not to my uncle, not to my mama. They can't do nothing with it. He said, but I told you about my sin and about my problem. And what he said uh, he said, and I have not, my iniquity I have not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. I'm just going to preach for just real briefly on what to do with my sin. What should I do with my sin? Father, thank you for helping us tonight. Lord, thank you that when I could not reach mercy, mercy came and snatched me up. I'll thank God, Lord, that the mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting. God, I'm glad when I did not know how to find God, you knew where I was and what I needed. God, I got to thank you and I got to praise you just for a minute for coming and getting me when I could not find you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Lord, thank you for these precious people and what a wonderful church. Lord is here and I just pray that you'll help us for a minute in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can have a seat. Uh, 
when I got saved, I got saved in October, Halloween night, 1996. I got born again by the grace of God. God saved me so good. I mean, he flipped me upside down and changed me completely forever. I was so happy that I was sober for once in my life. I did not know how to act. I was on cloud nine for months. I mean, I'm talking about just a, a, a complete change in my life. But you know, don't you? I mean, changed forever, and I mean, I was excited about what God did, and uh, I was I was witnessing to a friend of mine one day. We rode dirt bikes, and we used to race them all the time, and we was going down the road, and I was trying to witness to him and tell him what God had done for me, and tell him how God had saved me, and it, uh, we was going down the old back road, and I had a YZ125, man, that thing had all kind of parts all over it, racing parts, and chrome mufflers, and custom wheels, and I felt my truck jerk on the road, and I looked back in my mirror. And my YZ was doing a cartwheel about as high as his ceiling in the road. That thing came off the trailer. It hit the ground. I mean, it tore all to pieces. It tore the sides off of it, bent the handlebars, bent my rims, tore the muffler slap off of it. I slammed that truck. I, now, I was telling him, Carrie, man, God's good. to He'll save you if you'll trust him. Man, he's, I mean, he's changed me completely. And wham, the truck starts jerking my bikes up in the air. I throw my truck in park. I slam on the brakes in that order, about tear my transmission out. I jumped out of the truck. I started saying words I thought I'd never even heard before. I'm talking about one right after another. Talking about how mad I was that I done tore my, tore my motorcycle up, tore my truck up. I'm going back there making up new cuss words. Carrie gets out and walks back to the motorcycle. He said, yeah, tell me more about what we was talking about. <laughs> Changed. I found out real quick that although I was saved, Although I was on my way to heaven, sure as if I was already there, born again, washed in the blood, there was still a part of me that hadn't caught up with it yet. I found out real quick, my old flesh still likes to sin. It still wants to do wrong, and I could not figure out what in the world to do with that sin. I had no idea that God could forgive me again. I said, oh, God, save me again. I didn't know what to think. I ain't been saved long enough to know nothing. But I knew this. I did not want that part of my life to run my life. God had done way too much for me, for me to turn around and go back to what I was, and I wanted to know what I could do to make this thing right. I was reading what the psalmist said. He said, blessed is he whose transgression is. By the way, don't look at me so religious like you don't know what I'm talking about. First John said, first John said if we sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our transgressions. We, us, we all know what I'm talking about. What do I do as a Christian when I got a problem in my life and when I got a sin in my life and I don't know what to do with it? What do I do? Number one, you can carry your sin. Look what he says. He says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, in whose spirit there is no God. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Number one, 
When we sin as Christians, we can choose to carry that sin on our own and try to deal with it all by ourselves. What are you saying? I'm saying you can act like it ain't there and act like it ain't happening and try to hide it from God and you can carry that thing around. I found out something about carrying sin. It's about like parking a dump truck on your back. You can't get a breath. You can't get a clear mind and Satan will torment your mind. Your flesh will accuse you and you'll be just like David said. Thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turning to the drought of summer. He'll dry up and blow away trying to carry a sin. I wonder tonight how many of us are trying to carry that thing around we don't know what to do with. I used to go fishing at Santee Cooper over there in, in uh, Marion, South Carolina. There's two lakes and there's a canal. You can go in there and catch catfish the size of Volkswagen. Somebody say amen right there. We'd go in and, and me and my uncle, we would, we would cast down and, and, and we would catch them catfish in that canal. And would, no, no lie, they'd be 30 and 40 pound catfish is all you'd catch out there. We'd go out there for three or four days at a time. Well, a buddy of his, Howard Carr, he came and he was an older gentleman and he had his own boat. He was backing that boat into the water. We was getting ready to go catfishing sure enough. And me and Mike was already in his boat. Howard backed that boat down in the water. He had a 250 Mercury Black Max on that thing and he was winding her up trying to get that boat off the trailer and it wouldn't come. He jumped out of the boat and went, went back up to his truck and crawled on his truck because he's all, all the way down in the water and he crawled in his truck and he backed it up. He jumped back in the boat, showered down on it again. The boat would not come off the trailer. He get, got back in the truck. He backed it down. Water's about coming in the doors. The trailer's sitting here floating and the boat's sitting here floating. He got it so far down in the water. He jumped on it. He showered down on it again. It wouldn't come. Mike said, what in the world is that old man doing? And we pulled up behind him. He said, hey, Howard, take the straps off the back. She'll come out of there. He'd try to go fishing. Ain't even unloosed the boat off the trailer yet. <laughs> you can't go fishing like that. How many of us got our motor wound up as tight as it'll go trying to get out of something? We're still so tied to it. Carrying that sin around. Can't do nothing for God carrying it. Wonder who's carrying the sin tonight. Number, number one, you can carry your sin. Number two, you can confess your sin. He said, when I came to you and told you all about it, things sure did feel better and business sure picked up. Aren't you glad tonight that you've got a God and I've got a God who's not sitting there with a the ball bat looking to knock our heads off every time we mess up, but he's sitting there saying, I understand. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace to find mercy and help in the time of need. I'm glad I can come to God and tell him anything going on in my life and he'll welcome me through the blood of Christ and cleanse me from all my iniquity. Why in the world do we need to go tell God about it? Because if we go tell God, what's the devil going to tell you? <laughs> God's going to find out, dot, dot, dot. I've already told him. What are you going to do if somebody finds out what you... I've already told him. What's the devil going to say if you done told it all? What's he got to tell? <laughs> you can carry it or you can confess it and you can tell God all about it. What do you say tonight? Why not let's just start telling God? Being honest with him. getting right. Boy, it'd be good if half the Baptists in America just start getting honest with themselves about their own sin. 
We can carry our sin. We can confess our sin. Number three, we can conquer our sin. You say, preacher, I got something I'm struggling with, I'm fighting with, I can't deal with it, I can't get over it. I done told God about it. I done told mom about it. I done told my wife about it. I done told my husband about it. And it seemed like it just won't go away. What am I going to do with it? The Bible tells us, and I, boy, I, I like what you were talking about, the Sunday school lesson and coming to the house of God. 1 John chapter number 1, verse number 7 says this, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. I looked at that, and what that literally means is the blood of Jesus continually is cleansing us day by day. In other words, if I come to Sunday school and I learn the Word of God and, and I come to preaching hour and I have somebody preach the Word of God to me and I come to prayer meeting, I'm walking in the light. And by walking in the light, God is equipping me to conquer those things that I cannot conquer on my own. Preacher, why am I having so much trouble getting by this because we are not walking in the light you say I am but it says as he is in the light not your way but his way but if I walk in the light as he is in the light the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanseth us from all sin we can carry our sin act like we ain't got none hold our head high and our nose up and then act like we alright we can confess our sin tell God about it and get peace and then we can conquer that sin by walking in the light and letting the blood of Jesus deliver us day by day, hour by hour, line on line, precept upon precept. You can't... <laughs> I ain't seen a church yet with a McDonald's window in it. <laughs> what you need today... <laughs> well, I, I, I want it, but I want it quick. And now, Alabama's playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haven't you? What I'm saying is this. Everybody here is going to have to be honest about their sin and start running to God and telling God immediately when we sin. Paul said it this way. He said, that, he said it's no longer I, but sin that dwelleth in me. He said, for the things I would, I do not, and the things that I would do, that do I not. He said, therefore, it's no longer I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Instead of sitting there and getting the mother grubs and feeling bad about yourself and getting down on yourself and saying, God just ain't going to use me, God ain't going to love me, why don't you get over there with the Holy Ghost side of you and point at your wicked flesh and say, God, it's nasty, it's wicked, I don't want that controlling me. God, would you help me? And the Bible said that if you'll pray and the Spirit of God will start ruling and reigning in your life you can conquer and overcome that sin in your life I'll tell you tonight I want to be one who conquers my sin don't you church praise the Lord for Christians who want to conquer sin amen preacher just right amen Conquering, confessing, and carrying. We need to quit carrying. Casting all your upon Him, for He careth for you. Let's all stand. Everybody stand. My goodness, I've had a good day today. I have had a good day today. The kids have done great. Uh, my youngest is unconscious at this moment.